Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life-ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Welcome, everyone, to our podcast for the sake of the child. My name is Susan Sellers. I'm a spouse of an active duty service member, parent to three military kids, master parent educator, and now podcast host at the Military Child Education Coalition. Today we're going to talk to Learning Heroes, an organization that helps empower parents to be their child's best educational advocate. Joining me today is Bib Hubbard, founder and president. Bib has dedicated her career to helping ensure all students are prepared for life after high school. She founded Learning Heroes to help inform and equip parents to best support their children's educational success. Before Learning Heroes, Bib held leadership positions at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Widmire Communications, and Scholastic. Her public sector experience includes positions at the White House and the U.S. Department of Labor. Bib is also the proud mother of two teenage sons. Bib, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. So would you share with us why you decided to start Learning Heroes? Sure. So I founded Learning Heroes in 2014, and um, I did that because my experience of over 20 years in the education uh, space, parents have typically been overlooked and, in my opinion, underserved when it comes to supporting their, their children's educational success. And so I felt like it was really important to put parents front and center for uh, the education community to see parents as the critical stakeholders they are in helping all children uh, improve their, you know, educational outcomes. So the, our mission is pretty simple. It's to inform and equip parents to best help their children's educational success. And, you know, also, of course, on a personal level, as a mom of two teenage public school boys, um, I know firsthand the, the, the important role that parents play supporting their children, and I know how hard it is and how tricky it is and how complex it is. So I wanted to create something that could help uh, support parents in this, this most important endeavor. Well, I couldn't agree that that's a great thing to do because as a parent of three kids, I'm always looking for ways to help my kids have the best educational experience. And as a you know, mobile military family, we're constantly moving. So we're always looking for those new resources that can, that can better our kids academically. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with Learning Heroes, would you share what your organization offers to parents? Absolutely. For military families and, and other families, uh, you know, finding the, the resources, the materials, knowing what actions to take, understanding how your child is uh, achieving academically, all of that is so so tricky and complicated. So we at Learning Heroes, we have a website, a very parent-friendly website. It's BeALearningHero.org. We wanted to have it be very action-oriented. So anyone can be a learning hero, especially parents. Um, so at our website, there are lots of rich uh, resources, tools, um, tips, content, and not just from us because um, 
you know, we're sort of new to this space, but we, we provide access, easy access to free resources from a whole other set of uh, trusted partners and organizations, many of whom parents are really familiar with and trust. So you can come to our site and easily get connected to PTA's resources, Scholastic's resources, Univision, Common Sense Media, IXL, BrainPop, Khan Academy, you name it. It's all, you know, all of those links uh, directly to, to wherever you want to go are, are available on our website through our, learn, uh, our learning tools, which is a search engine. So you can put your child's grade, a subject matter, either English or reading or life skills right now. We're sort of starting off uh, with those three. Um, and you, you get connected to a whole suite of really high-quality, wonderful resources. And again, they're all free. And our website is in English and Spanish, so uh, we encourage Spanish-speaking families to, to visit and get access to these great resources. And then we also have, we created a new tool that's now on our site called the Readiness Check, and would love to, to you know, tell you a little bit more about it as we go through the conversation, but it's a, a gut check to help parents know um, how their child is mastering foundational skills in reading and in math. I think that's really interesting, and, and that you mentioned something at the beginning. You said, you know, how your child is performing, and and I know that that kind of works in with your newest resource that you just mentioned earlier. But I'm, I noticed that on the Learning Heroes website there was a, a study that was published, and I'm kind of curious if this kind of brought about this new resource, and it's entitled "Going Beyond Good Grades." And for our listeners. All the sites that we're talking about, whether it's BeLearningHero, ReadinessCheck.org, any of these sites, we're going to have them in our show's notes. So don't worry. You don't have to, to worry that you have to replay this to, to make sure you're jotting it down. So, but, but would you touch on why this topic was researched and the general findings you guys found behind the study of going beyond good grades? Absolutely. Um, and just to give a little bit of context before going into specifically around going beyond good grades, you know, we at Learning Heroes in our effort to serve parents, and there are all different kinds of parents out there, and while I'm a parent, I know I'm not the only audience. So we spend a lot of time listening to all different kinds of parents, their hopes, their dreams, their fears, how they prioritize their child's education, how they talk about it. Uh, the behaviors they take, because we really want to be able, again, to be very responsive to parents um, and make sure, again, that they're part of this education landscape. Um, and so over the past four years, we've conducted a literally unprecedented amount of research among, among parents and learned so, so much. But one of our signature findings, a, a, a critical finding that has focused our work and I think the work of many others in the education landscape is that nine out of ten parents and this is regardless of race, income, education levels, but nine out of 10 parents believe their child's at or above grade level in both reading and in math. And if you look at the data, national data, state data, and even what teachers report, only about a third of our students are performing at grade level. So, you know, a scholastic survey asked teachers and, you know, teachers said only about 39% of their students show up prepared for grade level work. And for teachers who were teaching in high poverty settings, only about 15% of their students show up prepared for grade level work. So it is a very huge disconnect between, you know, a third of our students performing at grade level and then 90% of parents who believe their child's performing at or above grade level. So for us, that was a wake-up call, and we wanted to understand what was, what was driving at that what we call the disconnect. And what we found is that, you know, parents aren't wrong. 
what is happening is that parents are paying close attention to the information and the data that they have available to them, which is mostly report card grades. If you look around and there's other data that's been recently released and most students are getting A's and B's. And so if you think about that and uh, you think about parents responding, uh, you know, your child at or above grade level, then of course they're going to say yes. But yet we still find that students are not performing at grade level. So we're seeing this disconnect is really sits, uh, the report card sort of sits at the center of it. So we wanted to dig into, you know, why that disconnect was there. And so with going beyond good grades, you know, we, we were able to surface several complicated drivers of the disconnect, but report cards certainly are one area. We also were able to dig in and find that parenting styles are different. So there are kind of four different parenting styles, if you will, in terms of the thresholds for involvement in a child's education. And so that, may, that adds to this sort of complexity. But the good news is we did find that when presented with multiple forms of, of student achievement data beyond just a report card grade, parents can put it together. Uh, their perceptions do shift and, and, and they do follow, follow that information and data. So we're focused on helping parents uh, have that accurate picture because in our opinion, parents deserve to have an accurate picture of how their child is achieving so that then they know what are the best actions that they can take to support their child and advocate on behalf of their child. Okay, that's really, really interesting. So if I can touch on a couple of points, you you mentioned the report card and like many other parents, I too weigh heavily on it or progress reports from a teacher as a main source of information. So how do teachers view the report card versus parents. Yeah, and this was so fascinating to me. Leading up to the Going Beyond Good Grades quantitative survey, so we did a a national poll of of parents whose children are in grades 3 to 8, and we also did a national poll of teachers who teach children in grades 3 to 8. But before we conducted those two national polls, we listened to parents, parents and their children, teachers, guidance counselors, principals in six different settings. And it, what we learned was just unbelievable. And as a, especially as a, as a mom who has grown up, you know, relying on these report card grades myself. So when we ask parents, you know, how do you know your child's achieving? It's obviously the report card. When we asked teachers qualitatively, they sort of looked at us perplexed and said, no, you know, report cards measure more. They don't just measure achievement. And in fact, and many times they measure engagement more than achievement. I remember one teacher saying, you know, a 60% of uh, a child's report card grade in my district has to be based on engagement. So it's, it's not just achievement. So for us, that was unbelievable. And then quantitatively, we found parents, not surprisingly, when we asked how, what's the best way to know your child is achieving the report card grades, number one. And when we ask the same question of teachers, the report card grade is number three. And the number one way for a teacher to know how a child is achieving is ongoing communications with the teacher. So the teacher is saying, hey, the best way for a parent and for a student to know how they're achieving is talking to me, staying engaged with me, being involved with the teacher in in that, that child's education and not so much the report card. <laughs> so for us, that was a big wake-up call and, and one that we're still sort of grappling with. And, and what we found, you know, almost half of teachers said that, 48% said that 
report card grades measure effort more than achievement. And 64% of teachers said that uh, parents rely too heavily on the report card. And so while the report cards are super important, because as you know, if your kid's turning in homework, showing up on time, being a good peer, asking thoughtful questions, you know, being engaged, really important, important skills for a child to have. So not to diminish that, but we, what we say is going beyond good grades. So look beyond just that report card grade to understand how your child is achieving, to get the full, complete picture of your child. So what are some of the other measures parents can turn to to, to look for that, that, that fuller picture? And so writing this check for us was one diagnostic that we created, as I mentioned earlier, but also the end-of-year state tests are a great opportunity for parents take kind of look beyond the grades to get the full complete picture yet we know that they don't really come at a convenient time of year they're often really indecipherable one mom made the comment you know she said my um i get the state test results the next year and my kid's shoe size has already changed like why why should i value this piece of paper since my kid has changed so dramatically over the past six months so the timing and the, the way in which we give parents access to the information about the end-of-year state test, I think, need, we need to think really hard about. But we're just encouraging parents to, to find as many different kinds of measures um, about their child's performance that they can look at to get that full and complete picture. Another really good one to look for, which states are now obligated, mandated, to start reporting on is school performance. So parents are really interested in how their schools are performing. So that's just another way that parents can kind of get this full, complete picture of how their child is achieving. No, I think that is some really, really fascinating information. And I've just been making notes as quickly as I possibly could, <laughs> uh, trying to keep up with that. But I, I do think it's interesting that you, the difference between what a teacher's perception of a report card and a parent's perception of a report card, and that how you just touched upon something so simple, but yet so complex, that it shows how we're each gathering information differently. And I know that you mentioned that parenting styles also play into an, uh, an effect on how a child's education can be molded and shaped and, and how those can potentially affect uh, their educational experience. And I know the report goes into more detail about that. And there's going to be a webinar with that Parents Going Beyond the Good Grades report available for people on the 27th of, fe of February. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of curious if you could share, because we've talked about it a little bit, and I'm just, I would love to share with our listeners a little bit more about this readiness check, because I think it really would, would resonate with mobile military families, because typically we encounter a wide, varied curriculum, teaching strategies, you know, from moving from base to base, particularly even maybe mid-year, the child's going to be tested on content that may, they may or may have not learned depending on where they had come into. So could you share just a little bit how the readiness check site works for parents if they wanted to use it and then what resources it can provide them? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I think, a, a terrific tool for military families in particular. So it is not, you know, it is, it's sort of a, a fun gut check, if you will. So not a formal assessment. In, uh, in any way, but literally just sort of a, almost like a, a quiz or a game for a child to take. So it's targeted towards K to 8 children. So we have a different uh, readiness check for, for every grade level between kindergarten and eighth grade. 
And it's mobile friendly. So, um, and in fact, I think 80% of the people who have taken the readiness check so far have taken it uh, on their phones. So we tried to make it as convenient as possible. And basically there are three questions in reading and five questions in math that a child is asked and, and that they are expected to answer. And then based on their responses, if they miss a question, they are directed to a skill-specific resource so they can get a little bit of extra practice for that particular skill. It's a great tool just for parents to get a sense if they're mastering the foundational grade-level skills that their kids need in order to keep progressing. And just something for the parent to say to a teacher, hey, they missed the fractions question or they didn't understand how to decode this particular passage. What can we do? How can we team up as a teacher and a parent to make sure that my child has what they need to get the support and to master this skill? It was really neat. I actually went on and pretended I was in third grade. Thankfully, I picked the reading, not the math, because I'm, I'm not sure I would have passed the uh, third grade math the rate these guys are, are doing. They're so excelled. But I also noticed when I was in the site that you also provide resources for parents. So it's not only are you doing a check for the, the student to take and to kind of assess which practice skills they may want to hone, but there's also resources in the forms of videos or websites or just additional material for, for parents on a variety of topics. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely, yeah. So if you are, we, you know, we tried to sort of, you know, this is a bit cliche, but to meet parents where they are, and we know the kids are in all different kinds of places. Every child is unique. Uh, every circumstance is unique. So we combed the best of the best resources that are out there, and parents can find all sorts of different um, helpful kinds of content and tips for them. So one great example is the Great Schools, if you're familiar with Great Schools. They've yeah. done these fabulous videos around, they call them the milestone videos. So if you are a parent of, yes, a, a second or third grader, and you're just start or fourth grader, you're starting to sort of go from learning to read to reading to learn, right? You're making that transition. Absolutely. You're going from decoding to comp comprehension. There's some wonderful videos that show what that looks like. What does that fluency sound like? What sh how should my child be able to read aloud? And what does that look like? So showing parents, you know, exactly where they're, not exactly, but, you know, sort of where their child should be approximately, we found is super helpful. So there are lots of great, tools like that out there that can help inform and the parents and then also access to a lot of the new brain science like we're learning a lot about how kids learn how does that learning happen and so there's lots of great videos and other kinds of articles and other resources for parents to sort of understand what's happening in their kids brains right now they can better support their child so we, we try and we try to make it really easy so there's the readiness roadmap that parents can sort of toggle through to get exactly what they're looking for in addition to the resources connected to the readiness check. And then learning tools is the, the resource that I talked about when we first started. So that we have lots of different tools on our site that we hope parents will dig into. And we take sort of a snackable approach. So you can sort of just get a little tidbit if you just want something little. But if, you've, if you're that hungry parent, you can really dig in and get really rich, deep resources. And We've seen some of our parents spend up to 14 minutes on our site, which is super exciting because they're really digging in and getting uh, getting all sorts of different kinds of content. No, I think that's absolutely awesome that you're giving the parents the tool, as you said. You know, the whole mission, being a learning hero, learning heroes, is to empower our parents. 
And you, I wanted to go back to one little point that you had mentioned, which, but it sort of resonates through the whole podcast, is the point of the site is to empower parents so that they can partner with the teachers. It's not, a, it's not necessarily about everything's falling on the parent to, to carry this academic success, but to give them the tools that they can have those conversations with the teacher, whether it's taking the readiness check and seeing that, oh, you know, fractions might be um, struggling a little bit when we did this practice. We needed to spend some more time on it. But partnering with that teacher throughout the course of the year, not just after those report cards come, so that the, the kids can all have a, a much better, more positive experience during the school year. So I, I wanted to close with um, if you had any stories that you would like to share with us, because this podcast is all about telling stories, just something that's inspirational or a message for us that you'd like to share with our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And and before I do that, though, I just something yes. you said just sparked in me. Uh, you know, importantly, parent, we believe firmly parents are the experts on their kids. They have so much to offer schools and teachers about who their children are. And oftentimes parents are intimidated to walk into that classroom and have a conversation with the teacher because they don't understand necessarily the content of what their child is learning, but that's okay, right? That is the teacher's job. Parents delegate that to the nature, but parents have that expertise. They have that observational power. They know what's happening at home, and that is instrumental and so critical in helping that child succeed both at home and at school. So just, you know, you you made that point. I just really wanted to underscore it because I I really think it it is sort of, it's important for parents to feel that power that they that they have and so you know my two little stories are kind of along those lines so and and certainly in the spirit of the the nine and ten parents who believe their child's at or above grade level based on all those good grades that, that are coming home that may not necessarily mean their kids at grade level but for me my son my younger son when he was in elementary school was doing great like really just knocking it out of the park really awesome grades doing great. Teachers loved him. And he gets to middle school and um, in sixth grade where I live. And, you know, it's multiple classes, multiple teachers, lots to juggle. And I'm looking down his first interim report card. And all I see, you know, I see some, some decent grades, but I see a lot of this acronym NHI. And I'm thinking to myself, like, National Honor, what could that possibly mean? Come to find out it means not handed in. So I got the very quick reality that, you know, my child who I thought was like soaring and doing great and had nothing, no, nothing to tackle academically was really struggling just to turn stuff in. And then he was seriously organizationally challenged. And so it is something that we've been dealing with um, ever since. But he stays on top of it. We're eyes wide open about it. He has a great attitude about it. But it's hard. It's really, really, really hard. But I definitely counted myself as one of those 9 and 10 parents who were like, oh, everything's super great because his report card looks great. When come to find out, you know, if you scratch the surface, things aren't always as they seem. So I just, you know, we're all kind of in this together as parents. Um, so I know firsthand how, how hard it is. Um, and then another kind of, you know, really moving story that has stuck with me, um, this mom from Boston, Shalina, she had two children, one in first grade and one in third grade. And her daughter was in first grade, son in third grade. 
And she thought her son was doing fine, just, you know, plowing along, similarly getting good grades, you know, not a behavior issue, seemingly happy and doing, doing well in school. And then her first grade daughter came home and started reading out loud. And she noticed that her daughter could read better than her son by a lot. And then she got really concerned. And then she went to her teacher and said, hey, my third grade son is not reading as well as my first grade daughter. What's, what's going on? And the teacher said, oh, yeah, no, your son doesn't read at grade level. And Jelena said, well, he's getting A's in his reading or like his, you know, he's getting fours. Like he's doing really well in reading. She's like, oh, yeah, he's making progress. He's turning in his homework. He's staying on top of everything, but he's, he's two grade levels behind or more. And so that was a huge wake-up call to Shalina, and, and she's just a reminder why this is so important. And so she's getting him back on track, and he is now reading, and she got him the, the supports that he needs, both at home and at school. But until she knew that he wasn't reading on grade level, and if she wasn't just trusting her observation, and again, as an expert on her kids, right, she trusted her gut, she saw what was happening, she took action. But but isn't it an obligation for schools to to share that information with parents? They should know if their children are reading on grade level, full stop. And it shouldn't Absolutely. be up to a parent to have to sort of uncover that. And I have so many Shalinas out there now that I've been doing this for four years and talking to parents. Like we could spend a whole podcast just telling people stories. And so our whole mission is how do we create the system to be to offer parents more than just a report card grade because again report card grades are really important they do demonstrate really important skills but but we should be also obligated to share that grade level information with parents so they can do their jobs advocate on behalf of their children and make sure they're getting what they need educationally so that is our mission <laughs> that is what gets me out of bed every morning and i remember shalina and all those other those other, you know, parents out there who are doing this really hard work. So thank you for for giving us this opportunity to share what we're learning along the way with you today. Oh, no, absolutely. And thank you for taking the time today to talk to us and share your knowledge and expertise with our listeners. And I think a lot of times action starts by podcasts like this, by our listeners hearing <laughs> about your perspective and, and the research that's been done and that there's tools out there to help empower them so that they can as I said, partner with teachers, because I do believe it's a partnership, um, but it Mm -hmm. needs to be an active partnership between parents, children, and teachers to to find their success. So um, for our listeners, if you're interested in learning more about Learning Heroes, you can go to their website at www.bealearninghero.org. And also the readiness check as well as I'm going to put another plug in because I did find this report so fascinating. On February 27th, there is going to be a webinar going into more detail about the report going beyond good grades. And if you'll go to um, the Be a Learning Hero website, you should be able to hear that webinar. So thanks again to our listeners for joining us today. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you'd like to hear more about. Have a great day. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.